Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And like I say on every episode, we've got a great one for you. We've got Taylor Hughes coming on. She's done, doing some great things out there. She's definitely rising out there. She's got some great music. So we're looking forward to getting to know her as a person and also some of her music. So, Taylor, are you here? I am. So how are you doing today? And I think my wife is here. I'm I'm here too. Yes. Okay. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, everyone's here. Hi. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, so, I'm good. Yeah. I've been up since about 5:30 this morning. <laughs> so oh, well. I'm ready. I'm rocking. I'm rolling and just doing what needs to be done, right? Yeah. So I always like to start with the big elephant in the room right now. How has COVID okay. affected you, and what are you doing about it? Oh wow. Well. um, it's affected me in different ways. Um, yeah. For me, obviously, as a musician, um, it's kind of slowed things down and changed the way I do things. Um, <laughs> I had um, I just released my debut single in April, so um, I had been, you know, ahead of time. I had been planning, and I had all these shows scheduled and all this touring and stuff yeah. for it. And then, you mm-hmm. know, all, you know, all of a sudden, everything's canceled, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> Well, not only have I never released, a, like this is my first time releasing a single, I'm having to do it in a brand new way that's not like <laughs> the quote-unquote traditional way. You know, I can't yeah. tour. I yeah. can't go play shows to promote it and whatnot. So it really um, forced me to dive into like the live streaming and whatnot, which mm-hmm. I'd never done before. Um, I always just felt like super weird doing it or like nervous, mm-hmm. which is silly because like I perform live and it's basically the same thing I'm just sitting (laughs) on my phone and there's no one there but um I'd have to say that like more positive things have come out of this than anything you know my fan base has actually grown and is still Mm -hmm. growing from this because I've been able to do these live streams and I've done like takeovers with different businesses and different radio stations and stuff like that so, like, I'm over in the U.K. now and Australia, and they're, like, wanting me to come over there to do tours, which is super cool. <laughs> and I've never been to Europe, so, like, I'm all about that, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, um, it's allowed me to kind of take a step back and really dive into some songwriting, like, even more mm-hmm. than I was already doing. Um, and it's allowed me to kind of focus on, like, the business side of stuff and just yeah. things that, like, I didn't think I had time for in the beginning because I was just constantly playing music and traveling so um it definitely has pushed me out of my comfort zone but in a good way it's grown my fan base and it's really made me appreciate just what I do for a living even more than I already did Mm -hmm. um yeah but luckily for you know for me and my husband um he actually got, like, a new job the week before, like, quarantine really hit. Wow. And, like, he was um, – his new job is based in New York. So, like, he was already going to be working from home anyways. So, we were <laughs> like, oh, wow, like, this kind of worked out. <laughs> <You know>? so, <laughs> um, but honestly, yeah, uh, you know, I know a lot of artists um, – it seems like, you know, you either went one direction or not. Like, I know some people were having a really hard time with it, and they almost stopped creating completely. And for me, it, it was actually more of a motivational thing. thing. And, it, like, I yeah. feel like I've been working even harder 
in the growing we know more. What we know that feeling because I remember when we launched a show in January, our goal was eighty hundred interviews. That was pretty much the plan for the first year of the show, and that would have been mm-hmm. a good number to hit. And it's funny because when all this happened, I was looking at everything and I was seeing everything get shut down and seeing all the artists all of a sudden having no places to go. I, was, I told Sam, mm-hmm. like, these artists are open now. I was like, this is our time to shine. Yeah, I was like, yeah, instead like, of let's go the original it. goal, <laughs> mm-hmm. we needed to step it up. I was like, you know what? This is our time yeah. to really shine and make this year the best year we've ever had so that as we move into 2021, oh, we will be the show to be on. And because mm-hmm. of that decision, um, we you are now our 187th interview <laughs> Woo! since well, January, January 3rd. Well, um, I have a bunch of friends that have like doing interview have been like interviewed by you all, and I was like, man, I gotta get in there. Like, <laughs> I gotta reach out to these people. <laughs> yes. I wanna be on this show too. So you're totally right. Like, this was your old time to shine, and like, I'm just so excited that uh, you know I get to be on the show with you guys, and you know get to get to know you guys. That is really oh, cool. We're we excited love to it. have you here. Uh, uh, yeah, and you know what? That's that's what we want to create. We want to we want to do so many interviews that pe- that people are like, oh. I'm left out if I'm not on the show. I love that. Absolutely. That's the goal for sure, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as we get started here, I always like to start a little light before we really dig deep. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Well, um, I'm a huge, like, fitness junkie. Um, I love working out. I love cooking. Um, I love um, – just kind of learning how the body works. I always say that if for some reason I couldn't be in the music business, I'd be like a personal trainer. Um, <laughs> I've always loved that kind of stuff. I was an athlete in high school. Um, you know, I have, I train people on the side and make, you know, nutrition like goals and stuff for them. And I love just being able to watch people like transform their lives for the better mm-hmm. with their health and whatnot. So that's a huge thing for me. Um, And like I said, I love to cook. I like to find, you know, ways to make these super fattening, like, meals. I mean, I live in Nashville. There's food everywhere, right? And, like, (laughs) I like to learn how to um, cook these recipes in, like, a healthier way. Um, I'm also, like, a huge Disney fan. So this whole quarantine, I've been, like, been watching Disney Plus. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah, basically my life is really like music, you know, and when I'm not out playing, I'm writing or just trying to do like social media stuff. So if it's not that, (laughs) you can find me in the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So what would you say is something quirky about you? Something quirky about me? Oh, gosh. (laughs) You'd have to ask my husband. He's probably got a whole list. (laughs) (laughs) Um. No. What do you mean specifically? Like something like I guess it could be something weird or like it could be weird. It could be unusual. It could, you know, just something that you would think is quirky that most or most people would probably think is quirky. Hmm. We get some interesting answers on this one. I tell you. Gosh, I've never. No one's ever asked me that, huh? Well, that's the goal of the show is to ask questions that you've never been asked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Man, the weirdest thing. I always tell people like I'm super boring and like <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I guess for me, like, a quirky thing might be, gosh, I have a weird obsession with, like, unicorns. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. But, like, whenever whenever too. there's something, like, unicorn-wise, like, mm-hmm. I must have it. Or, like, people will tell <laughs> yes. me, like, apparently Kellogg's just came out with, like, a new, like, unicorn-themed waffle, and, like, everyone's been tagging <laughs> me in it. And, like, oh, for, wow. my That's funny. Birth- <laughs> for my birthday, <laughs> my husband got me this uni- huge, like, unicorn cake. And, like, I have, like, <laughs> this is so weird. We have, like, a million, like, bowls and dishes and stuff from where we got married, mm-hmm. and people kept buying us yeah. stuff. But the one piece of, like, that I use is this super cheap unicorn plastic bowl that I got from Kroger and I use it for everything and my husband is like you're a five-year-old and I'm like well I like Uh, this bowl okay it makes me happy (laughs) you gotta you gotta keep those creative juices going right exactly that's right right? (laughs) so I guess that would be a weird thing is that I'm a grown woman and I like unicorns for no obscene reason. <laughs> same here. I've been collecting those since I was five years old. Everybody always got me unicorns right? for like birthdays, holidays, all that. And I, yes. I still love them. <laughs> oh, I'm the same. I'm the same. And I don't even know where like it stems from. I just, I think one day I just woke up and was like, I really like unicorns. And then like everything that has a yes. unicorn. Like I have unicorn chip clips. I have like a unicorn, oh, um, like, like little out, like T-shirt, and like just like a random stuff, which doesn't <laughs> match my brand at all. <laughs> but you know, oh, you, you so got to cool. have your quirks, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. So, so, as we get started here and dig a little deeper, what is? I mean, not what is, but um, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, kind of a brief over a little background backstory of you. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I was born and raised in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, go Big Blue, right? <laughs> it's always nice when I uh, living down here in Nashville. There's so many like Kentucky fans that you don't realize it. So whenever I can play a show, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm from Kentucky. from Kentucky. That's right. That's right. I think you were telling yes, me that um, from Kentucky. Huge Yeah. Yes. Oh gosh, like that is basically, you know when I'm not doing music or fitness, like I'm, mm-hmm. I love football season, football oh, and basketball yes. season are my jam. I love tailgating. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Like that was a big thing for my family. Just growing up was, um, mm-hmm. you know, in Lexington, it's very like, it's not like a small town, but it's got that small town feel. So like everyone yeah. is yeah. very into, uh, you know, UK sports and stuff and, that's kind of what our lives revolve around during the fall and like winter <laughs> seasons and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but for me, I guess um, I had mentioned that I played sports in high school, so I didn't even really get into music until I was probably the junior or senior year of high school. Um, I oh, played wow. volleyball and it kind of consumed my life. Um, I had always wanted mm-hmm. to be an artist, but I never. Yeah. I was to like I guess embarrassed to tell anybody and like mm-hmm. my um my dad is super competitive so he was like you're gonna be oh, an yeah. athlete and um, <laughs> you know and which was you know fine with me like I love sports so um volleyball was like my life for the longest time 
and um, I blew my knee out my junior year of high school. And that's when I really um, started to, like, dig in deep to my music. I told my dad that I wanted to take guitar lessons, and he, you know, signed me up for lessons. And mm-hmm. come to find oh, out, wow. my guitar teacher was actually, who he's, like, such an important part of my life right now and has been since then. But come to find out, like, my dad babysat him when he was a kid. So it was, like, this full circle thing and like he's actually the one who brought me to Nashville for the first time um I had had like a few guitar lessons and he came to my parents and was like I want to take Taylor to Nashville and they were like there's no way she knows how to play she's had like three lessons and he was like no Taylor sings and they're like what so um his name's Paulie Polly Felice brings me down to Nashville and there used to be a TV Comcast here called Nashville Spotlight. I don't think it's still going on. It's been quite some time, but, um, you know, I was like 18 mm-hmm. years old and I got on stage and it was the first time I had ever performed in front of anyone by myself. Like I'd always done like choir in high school and stuff, but I feel like everyone kind of does that, you know, and, um, you're either in band or you're in choir. And, um, he brought me down here and I remember just, like I had so much nerves but going on, but like it was just this amazing feeling and I couldn't stop. I was like, Oh, I I wanna do this forever. <laughs> oh wow. And it was funny because my parents had never heard me yet before. So everyone <laughs> was coming up to them and they were like, Oh my God, we love her. Please bring her back and they thought I was lip syncing. <laughs> they had no oh, idea that funny. it was me. <laughs> that's kinda how I got my start into music and then um you know, I started doing this um, throughout college, and I actually left uh, my junior year of college and was like, you know, this isn't what I want to do. I want to put 100% into music, and mm-hmm. both of my parents are entrepreneurs, so, like, they yeah. totally understand the whole, like, <laughs> make-your-own-business awesome. thing, and I remember telling my dad that I was going to leave school, and, you know, most parents are like, you're doing what? <laughs> you want to do what yeah and my dad was like all right it's 100 percent there's no plan b yeah absolutely and you know both my parents were like if you're going to do this then you're all in like there's no plan b wow i love that and that was such a relief yeah (laughs) and that's kind of where i really and started doing this for a living, you know, that's how I made my money. I was touring constantly, but I still live in Lexington, and then I moved down here about almost, mm-hmm. it'll be almost three years in December. Wow. So that's like Love a that. little background <laughs> about me. That, 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 that's perfect lead-in to where I want this to go. I love it when when the person's story kind of leads me right into the right place where I want to go anyway. But um, as you know, when it comes to being an artist, most fans, they see your Blake Shelton's and they see your Miranda's and Carrie's and they see the glory, but they Mm -hmm. don't see the grind, the sacrifices, the struggles, the tears that it takes not to be at the Blake Shelton level, but even to be at the smaller level, career level, Mm -hmm. that it it takes so much out of an artist. And I'm going to tell us a quick story that will help lead us into where I want this to go. And then we'll talk when we'll discuss that. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. <laughs> and at that time, yeah. they were full-time with music. And I remember I, I asked Allison, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And I'll never forget her answer. She said, 
this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, then go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything changes. Your life changes. She goes, Mm -hmm. you you no longer really own your life because your passion owns your life at this point. Your fans own your life. Absolutely. Every every everybody around you owns a piece of your life. She goes, your your friends and relatives they'll never understand because you know they have weddings that they invite you to, um, weekends, holidays, but you have to say no because you've got gigs you're doing, and mm-hmm. they don't understand because they're like, well, this wedding is special. You can give up that one gig, and and they don't get that if you give up that one gig, twenty people are let down. There's like you know uh, from that one gig or more. You know, depending on how big the artist is, you know, a lot of people uh-huh. are depending on that gig happening. And so you can't just do that. And then your family has to sacrifice. Everybody around you, not just the artists, they have to sacrifice. Then on top of that, you may have struggling on this day or miserable, you're sick, and you got to get up there and smile tonight on stage like there is no tomorrow. <laughs> she, and then mm-hmm. she went on and said, That's say, so but, true. But then she added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in. Because that's the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said, which I already know where, you're, where you'll go, go with this. And let's talk about that side of it. <laughs> well, honestly, she's 100% right. And I actually follow them on Instagram, so I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> It's funny because, you know, everything she said is totally true. Um, Not only me, but, like, music's a family business for me. So, like, my dad acts as my manager, and um, he helps me with booking shows, and he's been a roadie. And my parents have poured so much money and so much time into me and my career that, like, They've sacrificed so much that, like, oh, I almost well. feel like <laughs> I can't fail. Like, I owe them, <laughs> you know, and like, I, yeah. I don't want to yeah. let them down all this time and money and just faith and belief has been put into me that, like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, obviously, like, there's, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Like, this, I honestly feel like this is what I was put on this earth to do was to make music. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, you, you mm-hmm. um you were mentioning she says that like you have to, you know, sometimes you're missing like special events like weddings and stuff I remember um I had the opportunity to open up for an artist and I had to miss my best friend's bachelorette party because wow. it was such a big opportunity for me and I yeah. felt terrible but yeah. it was one of those things where it's like you know, you you could be letting other people down if you have, like, you know, you have your road team and, mm-hmm. you know, other musicians. Mm-hmm. But even even if, like, you decide to give up a gig, well, there's 20 other artists that now have that opportunity to yep. take it from you. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I and they hate will. to be like, oh, it's a competition. But, like, it, it, sometimes it kind of is, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. <well, laughs> We're, I mean, we're, we all have the same goals and it's, you know, and yeah. I've been so blessed to meet people down here that like when we struggle, like when one of us struggles, the other is there to back them up. And when someone succeeds, yeah. we're there to celebrate, but I'm not going to lie. Like it is a competition. Like, <laughs> you know, we're, we, all want, we all have the same goal and we all want to be it. You know, there's only so much room <laughs> That's true. in some places and whatnot. So you know, you do make sacrifices and you just hope that the people that you care about truly 
you know, understand. And I know that there's times where um, I've got just so much going on. My husband's like, hey, you you, want to watch a movie? And I'm like, I can't. I don't have time. I'm like, I got to write this song or I've got to send this, I've got to send this track over. Like I've got to do this. And like you, you sometimes you do miss out on like special moments and stuff, but it's all, I feel like it's all worth it when you Mm -hmm. have so much heart in it, I guess. Yeah. And like the people that really commit. Yeah. It's, it's like no other career. It's hard to understand. Um, back where I'm from, none of my friends do this for a living. You know, they all have the regular mm-hmm. nine to five job. They're all having babies and, you know, doing the doing the typical, you know thing, I guess. You know, you get yeah. you go to college, you, you graduate, mm-hmm. you get married, you have kids. And for me that just wasn't the you know, that's not the path that I believe God was putting me on. And yeah. so it, for them, it's, it's kind of, sometimes it's hard for them to understand why I can't do things or why I miss out on things. But it's also kind of cool for them to be like, oh, my friend's a rock star. <laughs> like, so like, oh, you know, I wish I was a rock star. But my best friend calls me and she's like, so what's going on in the music world, you know? And it's yeah. fun to try to you know, uh-huh. talk about it and, you know, try to help her, like, figure it out. Because she, you know, uh-huh. she works the the corporate jobs, got a baby, you know, is doing that thing. And I'm like, so how's it being a mom? Like, I'm like, you must be exhausted. And she's like, oh, girl, you don't even know. Like, so we live in like, totally different worlds. But, uh-huh. you know, I've been blessed to have a husband and parents and friends that support me 100%. So even though like I do have to make these sacrifices and sometimes they have to sacrifice, um, I feel like we're all still on the same team and we all have the same goals. I love that because again, I think a lot of people just don't understand. Like, you know, many times you, if you listen to um, the big artists being interviewed, there's always one question that's always asked. And the host is always taken aback by the answer. Because the question that's always asked is, if if music didn't work out, what would you be doing today? And 90% of the time, the answer is always the same. I would just be a broke musician because I had no plan B. Right. And, and the hosts are always <laughs> like, what do you mean you had no plan B? And they don't get that with this type of career – when the struggle hits, and you, and every artist has struggles, when that struggle hits, if you have a plan B, that plan B becomes plan A right at th- that moment. Absolutely. And that's the thing for me. Like I told you, my dad and my, well, my, both my parents, you know, they said, you're all in, and that's exactly <laughs> how I am. People do Love ask that. me that all the time. They're like, do you have a plan B? Like, you know, what are you going to do? Like, what what happens if your voice just goes out? And I'm like, damn, I better write even better than I do now. Like, I better figure it out. I better pray to God <laughs> that, like, my voice comes back or something because I don't know what I would do. Um, <laughs> I dated guys in the past before I met my husband that were like, so when are you going to get a real job? Wow. Or, like, oh, when, wow. Are you gonna, when are you going to stop? when are you going to stop trace, you know, chasing this crazy dream, this crazy idea? And it was like, huh? Well, as soon as I break up with you, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go back to my music and, you know, uh-huh. cause it's just so funny uh-huh. when people don't think it's a real job. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, 
work more hours than you probably do. Or like, you know, I work <laughs> as an independent artist. We and you work do like multiple 20 jobs. jobs, you know? Yeah, we're we're the artist, we're the songwriter, we're the musician, we're the booking agent, our own manager. Like, we have all these things on our plate. And it's funny because sometimes I'm like, well, how long do you have, like, how many hours do you have to work to make what you make? And then I tell them I play a three-hour show and I made twice that. And I'm like, tell me this isn't a real job. <laughs> you know, and, or even, even which I, I need to play a show every night to make the kind of money that, you know, because I have expensive taste, so i got to play and play and play <laughs> to yeah. make the money. So yeah. my husband tells me, he's like, you are too dang expensive. But, you know, it's just, for, like, I feel like this is a real job, you know. I mean, yeah, it is. You, there, it's not it just is. fun and games. Like, there's a business side to it, too. You know, you're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. You're running a business. That's exactly what this is. And it might not be the fun, pretty side of it, but, that you know, you got to do that part, too. And um, and we, under, we understand exactly where you're coming from because even though we're hosts, we have that goal of being the Bobby Bones. One day, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, we aspire to be a Bobby Bones, a Ty Bentley, and all that. So, you know, and people think we're crazy. It, it, what's funny about this? We live in Savannah. We're planning on moving to Nashville next year, um, but we live in Savannah, and most people oh, locally nice that area. know us <laughs> think that because we make no money with the show right now, that they're like, "Why are you even doing that? It's not. You're never going to do nothing with this." It's, I mean, yeah, you're you're having fun. And they don't know the work that we have to put behind all this, the, the yeah, work that they we don't put into it. all this. And, and, also, and what's funny about all this, all our Nashville friends are like, oh, we love your show. And I'm sitting here like, right. we're, we, we're living in the wrong city. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, they, they only see the fun and games part. And you're like, you know, you, if you're going to be in this business, whether it be the radio part of it, whether you're a musician <laughs> – whether you're the artist or you're on the business mm-hmm. side, like you're a manager or a publicist, you have to have, you have to be a little crazy. You have to have big dreams or it's not going to work. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, no, you, you just, you got to have that inspiration and like, that's how you create art and that's how you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make connections with people. And I think, you know, you, you do have to be a little crazy to do this, but that's why we do it. And we love it. Like, could you imagine working what, a nine-to-five job that was oh, miserable? Oh, oh God, no. Like, you know what's funny when you said that? Um, there, there have been times to where um, I'm frustrated, and I just say – I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just go get a real job, as people say, and right. a regular job. And, and my wife will look at me and say, in our 17 years of marriage, when have you had what they call a real job? I say, okay, good point. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, yeah, that's not for me. You're right. <laughs> hey, well, that's what—that's a good thing. That like, I love that you all are a team. You know, you're all—you've always got each other's backs, and you both have yep. big, crazy dreams, and like, that's what makes it work. And mm. you know, I feel like, well, for me, my husband—he—he he works in IT. He does not work in the music business, so he's like the—he's <laughs> the sane one. He's the one who keeps me grounded, <laughs> but he does have like a huge passion for music, and I think that's what. Yeah. Wow. makes us work is that like 
you know, he's there to to support us all we can. He's like, I'm ready for you to make it so I can be a stay at home dog dad. You know, (laughs) I love that. He loves music (laughs) and he plays guitar and like he, um, he understands like things about music and like, he's a very big like jam band fan. So he loves like Mm -hmm. Grateful Dead and like, widespread panic not necessarily the kind of music I listen to but like if you like sat there and had a conversation with him about music you'd be like wow you know a lot more than most musicians do (laughs) which is crazy and you know we got we got the iconic rock band Striper coming on Friday (gasps) what yeah we got Michael Michael Sweet coming on who's I guess the lead person of Striper but yeah he's coming on on Friday which is pretty cool. Um, awesome. And then we had Don McLean come on not long ago. Yeah, yes, I saw a couple that. weeks ago. See, quarantine has done some of us some good, right? <laughs> it caused us to just really just dig into our careers and like just go for it. Because at this point, it's almost like, you know, what do you have to lose? If someone gets, if <laughs> yeah, someone exactly. says no, okay, then someone the next person's gonna say yes, maybe you know. So exactly. In, that's the thing is that like you can't let, you know, one negative thought or like one no like stop mm-hmm. you because if that's what it, you know, if I if I let someone tell me that like if they didn't like me, if that's what stopped me, I would have stopped this a long time ago. Like <laughs> you're always going to have your haters, you're always going to have your naysayers, but it's like it's what's important is that you know, you believe in yourself and you have that support system. Because forever, you Love know that. that I've gotten like I've gotten mm-hmm. five yeses, you know. And so let's talk I, about that just, side of it. Um, as you know, we, we've been we've discussed the the struggle, the sacrifice side. So now let's talk about what yeah. le- where that leads to. So when you look back on your career so far, what are some uh, moments where you're like, "Wow, I got to do that." Oh man, there's been so many. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's it's been crazy, you know. I just I get so much joy from performing live. So the fact that like I'm mm-hmm. slowly starting to get back into these live shows, it's my favorite thing is getting to meet fans in person and talk to them before shows, during shows, after shows and just connect with them. Mm-hmm. So just like that in general is a huge blessing. But um I had the opportunity to um open for I'm sure y'all know who Chase Rice is. Um mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to open up for him in my hometown. Um, few, wow, probably two, awesome. two or it was right before I got married. And mm-hmm. um, what happened was I was supposed to open for Frankie Ballard. Well, they decided <laughs> they wanted to go with a male opener instead. <laughs> and you know, being a female oh, artist, wow. I was like, okay, well, yeah. that was just kinda, <laughs> you know, the rug was pulled out from underneath me. So I'm like sitting here freaking out, like, what am, what am I doing, like? Why don't they want me? And then, you know, I ended up getting this Chase Rice opening, and the oh, show wow. was sold out. Wow. Sold out, packed wall to wall in my hometown. And I just remember being on stage and just this feeling. It was just amazing. Like, there were people wow. that had didn't know me there. There were people that did know me. And, like, by the end of the night, everyone knew who I was. And it was such a cool feeling because I, it's one thing to like open for a big opener, but when you get to do it in your hometown, 
and be like, hey, for you people who didn't believe in me or for you people who, you know, were like, hey, when are you getting a real job? Like, yep. what do you think now? Like, <laughs> like, I dated a guy for a long time that was a huge Chase Rice fan. And when he found mm-hmm. out that I got to open for Chase Rice, I was like, huh, not calling this. A, or, you know, he was one of those people that said, so when are you going to get a real job? And I'm like, yeah, this is a real job now, isn't it? Me opening for your favorite artist. <laughs> kind of. But I also just like, you know, you've got the naysayers, but it's also like just getting on that stage and having my parents there and my, at the time, fiance, who is now my husband was there and all of our best friends. And like, it was just amazing feeling to be like, Mm -hmm. this is what we've been working for. Like, we're doing it. I'm on stage. Mm -hmm. It's a sold out crowd. Like, how cool is this? Um, (laughs) So that was definitely like a moment for me that will always like be super special to me um what my hometown also does like music awards every year and stuff and I've been lucky enough mm-hmm. to been nominated every year and then there's yeah. also been uh, several years in a row that I've actually won and there's so much talent coming out of Kentucky that like just to be mm-hmm. like amongst them as a nominee is such a cool thing and I, you know, every, every bad thing, every good thing has all led me to where I am right now. And I, I'm a firm believer in that everything happens for a reason. Exactly. You know, you just gotta have, you just gotta have faith and you gotta stay positive. I know this job Mm -hmm. is hard. You all know this job is hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. Like we put ourselves in Mm a position to like basically be, our job is basically to make people love us as weird as that sounds. (laughs) Like we we yeah, basically put true. ourselves on the line to be judged on the daily, yep. and you gotta have mm-hmm. tough like thick skin and like for me I know sometimes I let it get to me and my dad's like ain't nobody got time for that like <laughs> 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 right. you're you, you gotta have thick skin and you were in, in a business that like that is like nothing else is more true than that <laughs> like you know like, yeah. so I, I love what you're saying there and all that. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to come back and we're going to play your song, Good Taste, and we love that song. And then we're going to talk oh, about that. Oh, thank you so goes. much. Yes. That sounds, sounds good. good to me. Hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Yeah. 
I said I love that song and I had myself on mute. I was like, oh, I forgot to unmute me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I know he's talking, but I can't hear him. I was about to say <laughs> Well, during your commercial, it's funny. Um, you all said that you're partnering or you're partners with um, the Sports Guys podcast. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's awesome. Um, when I, um, Brandon is one of the first like radio interviews I did when I released. Um, Good taste. He's good people. So oh, wow. it's so funny that like <laughs> y'all are working together. It's such a small world. <laughs> it yeah. is. Oh yes, he's a great guy. <clears throat> oh yeah, he's yeah. awesome. 
You know, yeah, we 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 share contacts and all that. Like, like if there's a big artist, I may have get coming do. on the show. I'll share my contacts with him and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Well, I've been talking to him about doing like some touring and stuff down in Texas because I've never been mm-hmm. there and I would love to go. And everyone's like, Taylor, you would fit in so good. Like you need to go down there. So yep. I'm yeah. trying to work that out Texas right country. now with him and work right. <laughs> yes, we're hearing a lot about Texas country now. Oh yeah, I love it. That's that's my vibe right there. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I like to do on our show that I think doesn't get enough love out there, as you know, when people see the artists, they don't they don't see the PR people, they don't see managers, producers, any of that. And it takes right. a, unless you're just getting started, you have at least a team. Even even if it's one person, you still got a team. But um, but they don't mm-hmm. get no love out there at all. And I That's want so to fix that. So take a couple minutes and just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Absolutely. Well, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, music is a family business for me. Um, so my dad, Paul Hughes, um, <laughs> he acts as my manager. Um, he helps <laughs> me book shows outside of the Tennessee no area. Um, he help, He's a co-writer of mine, actually which is um, so funny because a lot of people, um, when they find out that my dad writes with me, they're like, that's so crazy. People don't usually write with their, like, dads and stuff. <laughs> and the only other person I can think of that does that, like, occasionally is, like, Thomas Rhett, I think. Yeah. And I love writing with my dad. We have um, we actually wrote a song that I'm going to be releasing later this year. Um, and uh, But he's, you know, him and my mom have been the bank <laughs> for a while. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> You know, my yeah. mom, my mom is my biggest cheerleader, and she helps with like um, merchandise sales. And she's been she started to dive into the whole like booking side of stuff too. And she's been really helpful um, this year during quarantine for booking stuff and just getting me you know PR and whatnot. Um, and they run my you know my dad runs my sound, and then obviously just like my co-writers, I've I've met so many amazing people you know, living here in Nashville in some like big like co writers of mine that I've written a ton mm-hmm. with are like Stephanie Joyce and Paige Johnson and Katrian Vanderbeck. They're really good girlfriends of mine. And I actually Crystal King, who you all just um interviewed the other day, um, she's a good friend of mine and we write oh, wow. a ton and awesome. um I absolutely love her. But, you know, also with my guitar teacher, Polly Felice, he has, you know, if it wasn't for him, I don't even know if I would have ever stepped on a stage. And if wow. I did, it probably wouldn't have been even until years later because he's the one who, you mm-hmm. know, brought me to Nashville. And he's still my guitar teacher. And he actually um, played in a band, my band, when I lived in Lexington. And he still plays for me occasionally when I come back to town. And he's basically family. I don't even think of him as a teacher. He's like, you know, I, I always joke around that he's my uncle, and he's like, you're making me sound old. I'm your older cousin, and, like, <laughs> you know, and so like him, and then uh, my guitarist back at home, Aaron Gosper, him and I used to play show after show after show before I moved to mm-hmm. Nashville, and, you know, I have so many people that have had my back and believe in me, and even my husband, like, he helps run sound and stuff, too, for me occasionally, and he is always like sharing my social media posts and stuff. And even when I'm like upstairs writing or just like 
fiddling on the guitar, he's like, well, why don't you try this? Or like, why don't you try that? And sometimes I don't, yeah. sometimes I, I yeah, brush it off. Cause I don't want him to know that I think he had a good idea <laughs> or <laughs> something funny. like that. But uh, it's just the relationship we have, I guess, got to pick on each other. But you know, I've just oh, been yeah. blessed to have a really great support system around me. And um, <laughs> I'm actually working with a new vocal coach right now. Um, her name's Katie um, Hendrick. She's fantastic. I love working with her. So like, there's, you know, there there might be me and like I do a billion things on my own. But I couldn't do this without these people there to support me and to help me because it can get real overwhelming sometimes. And, you know, sometimes I call my dad and I'm like, Hey, what do you think of this lyric? Or, Hey, listen to this, you know, work tape. And like, he'll send me like ideas or way to fix things Mm -hmm. or like him and my husband both have a really good ear. So like they'll suggest songs I should cover or like way to like just something in like my own music that I wouldn't even have thought of. And, so I definitely have like a really good team behind me and I'm very blessed to have them. That is awesome. And, you know, we kind of have a third co-host. We always say that our little eight year old, we always have him ask one question to each artist. So Sandy's going to get him on real quick to ask okay. his question. And we've got a 17 month old that when she gets older, we plug her into it because we are a family affair. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. You got to make it a family business. That's what makes it yeah. fun. <laughs> uh-huh. She's about to get him on. Okay. I've, I've got Christopher here with his question. Hi, Taylor. What's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Yeah. Oh, hands down, donuts. I mm. have a really big sweet tooth, and I kid you not, I probably go to Five Daughters <laughs> at least once a week. Have you all been to Five Daughters here in Nashville? No. No. Oh my goodness. Okay, next time y'all are here, you have to go to Five Daughters. They have the best donuts, and every time I go, I probably buy like six or eight donuts. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, "How do you eat all these donuts?" I'm like, "Because I'm a pretty healthy. Like I told you all, I'm a fitness junkie. So like my diet is very clean. But like you tell me we're going to get donuts, and I will not turn them down. I'm like, yep, let's go. (laughs) I actually have donuts in my fridge right now from Five Daughters. Like. If they want to, you know, endorse me, I would not say no. Like, <laughs> I just absolutely love donuts. Awesome. Huge sweet tooth. I also love cake. Really, like, desserts are, like, my thing. Oh, wow. And what's yours, though, Chris? Pizza. Pizza, that's a good one. What, what's your favorite kind of pizza? Pepperoni and sausage. Ooh, that's a good one. You know, I I like a weird kind of pizza. I like pineapple and, like, ham or pineapple and chicken on mine. I know some people are are either 100% pineapple or 100% against it, and I'm for it. (laughs) Me too. That's what I love. Well, good. See, you got good taste. There you go. Bye. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. It was great talking to you. He comes and goes. Oh, my God. Again, we wouldn't. It's funny. Well, yes. Many times we'll be watching lives that people are doing, and mm-hmm. if they just, you know, if they just came on the show, if they mention our show, they always mention him. So I always joke they he's do. a secret weapon. He's a secret sauce <laughs> there, secret weapon, secret. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, hey, he asked me a question that I knew the exact answer to. Those are good questions, right? <laughs> yep, right. Best, right. I got you. Like. <laughs> 
so, yes, if y'all so, come to Nashville uh, anytime soon, you got to mm-hmm. go to Five Daughters. <laughs> oh, we'll definitely we will. check it out. I love donuts too. <laughs> you know what's yeah. funny about this is we know that we're moving to Nashville, but we've never been mm-hmm. to Nashville yet. What? We have not yet. We want You've to. Never we want been to come here? so we're, bad. We're, we're, we're probably coming in October to visit. If the, we Trying want to at least to. get somewhat, somewhat of the Nashville experience, you know, we don't yeah. want to come and and yeah. half of the places closed. So we're kind of waiting. Yeah, right. no, I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Nashville probably won't be right fully now. running. You know, Nashville probably won't be fully mm-hmm. running until next year, but we at least want right. half the experience, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, there's still some places here that you can go visit that you'll absolutely love. And, like, I've got some really good recommendations for you guys if you're, like, looking for particular things like obviously the donuts but um like there's a gr- there's great restaurants and there's great music venues that are still open right now and um mm-hmm. I don't know obviously being a Kentucky girl I love my bourbon so <laughs> if y'all come down to the Franklin area uh Franklin Tennessee which is really, it's really not that far from downtown Nashville there's a fantastic bar called Obi Joyful that's my husband and mine's favorite spot and they make <laughs> drinks like the best drinks. I don't even like ordering a drink anywhere else because I'm like, it's not going to be as good. Like, <laughs> so you guys got to check them out. And you'll have to have like hot chicken when you move or when you move here. I haven't even had it yet. And I've lived here for three years. Oh, wow. And I still have not had the famous hot chicken. Oh, that is cool. So if, if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, hands down, Miranda Lambert. <laughs> I am a Love huge, that. huge Miranda Lambert fan. Um, y- y'all could y'all I've, could write a song about your ex that said that told you to get a real job. Yes, right. <laughs> She's just got so much. I love her because she's so, like, real and raw, and, like, she doesn't care what anyone thinks. She's like, this is me, take it or leave it. And, like, that's uh-huh. that's totally me. And I'm just a huge fan of her writing, and I've seen her in concert a million times. I actually spent two of my wedding, or I guess both of my wedding anniversaries I spent with her. Um, <laughs> we, um, My husband has bought me tickets every year to go see her, and it oh, always yeah. just happens to be around, like, our wedding anniversary. So, like, <laughs> I, I always joke around. I'm like, hey, if I'm, you know, I'm spending my wedding anniversary with Miranda Lambert instead of my husband. So <laughs> that's I'm funny. clearly a huge fan. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like, well, I just that love really her, cool. and I think her songwriting yeah. is just phenomenal. And the way she yeah. she's yeah. such a great performer, too. Like, yeah. there's no doubt mm-hmm. that she lays it, everything she's got on the stage for every show. And that's a huge <laughs> inspiration for me. And so that that's who I'd want to write love with. It. Love that. So um, this past February made the five-year anniversary that we um, at, interviewed Kelsey Ballerini, and one of the questions we asked her was where she wanted to be, where she thought she was going to be in five years. And the answer she yeah. gave us back then, almost to the T of what she's living right now, she knew exactly really? five years ago where she wants to be. And I always like to tell that story before I ask that question to each artist because I want artists mm-hmm. to really think about that question as I ask it. So. Where do you want to be in five years, knowing anything is possible? Knowing anything is possible. 
Well, you know, as an artist, we all have big dreams and big goals, but, all, but you know, when you take a step back and you really look at it, it's like everyone's definition of success is different, you know, yeah. and for me, um, you know, for me, I want to be, and here in five years, I want to say that I'm touring the world. I yeah. want to say that I've been nominated for CMAs, that I've played the Grand mm-hmm. Old Opry. That would be a dream to be a member of the Grand Old Opry. I love wow. one of my favorite venues. It's such a magical place. Like, I've seen so many shows there, and every time I'm just kind of like, I just, I soak in every second that I'm there. And, you know, to be nominated for Grammys, CMAs, to attend these awards, to perform at these places, that would be such a big, you know, those are dreams of mine. Those are goals of mine. And, you know, I'm just hoping that, I just keep pushing and I keep working hard and, you know, we'll get there one step at a time. Awesome. I love that. So now that we're talking about the future, as you look down the road, whether it's five years, 10 years, 20 years, doesn't matter. Let's say that you've accomplished a lot. If you're, if who you are today could meet your future self, what would you tell her? To relax. (laughs) (laughs) I am. (laughs) I tend to get so like into the grind of things that like, mm-hmm. you know, we all, as you get older, you're like, Oh, well I'm getting older. I'm running out of time. Like, and it's just like to just really take a step back and enjoy every single moment and to relax and to know that like age is just a number. Like some, like yeah. Miranda Lambert didn't hit it big till she was like 30, you know? Yeah. And like, her early thirties and she's been doing this since she was what, 18 years old. I think that's when she officially like really like left Texas and started doing this and to just yeah. stop taking everything so seriously. Cause I'm very much like, Oh, I got to work. I got to work. I got to work. And then sometimes I forget to enjoy what my work. Like I do this because yeah. I love it. Like if I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. And it's kind of like when I play shows, when I get to be on stage and interact, that's when I really take that moment in. I'm like, this is what it's all about. All that stress that that I'm putting on myself to be like (laughs) perfect or to hit the right note or to, you know, just make sure my guitar playing gets better and better. Cause I do, I'm a perfectionist. I put a lot of pressure on myself to be good. (laughs) And, you know, I just, sometimes I have to remind myself to just relax and to take it in, especially with, you know, the world that we're living in right now, nothing is certain. It's hard to plan things. So just I'm trying to learn to just kind of go with the flow and enjoy the process and just, you know, appreciate that, you know, the gifts that God has given me and the people that he's blessed me with and to just, you know, just take it in and enjoy it, you know. Love love that. No need Um, need to rush. (laughs) Yep, exactly. I love all that. So let's say you had a friend of yours, and you heard him or her sing, and they've got something special. You definitely see that. And let's say they've played 30, 40 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But they've gotten on Mm -hmm. stage, and they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you, Mm -hmm. and they say, Taylor, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them in the next two, three, four years? 
Um, I'd probably tell them to make sure that they don't jump into anything, like, too quickly, to make sure that they have a good, like, quality over quantity is what I always say when you are Mm -hmm. building a team around you, when you are building friendships. You know, um, I've learned a lot through this business, and I've definitely learned that, like, Sometimes you can get sucked into things that seem like good deals or like a good idea and it's actually just someone (laughs) trying to take your money. Like you really need to do your research and you really need to make sure that like when you decide that you want to do something like it's right for you, not just because someone else says it is like it's definitely something that like has to be good for you. Everyone is different. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also with just like, the people you surround yourself with, you want to be around positive people that have, you know, that believe in you, that have big dreams too. And that, you know, that, that don't make you question why you're doing something, you know? Um, I think I've definitely found a good group of people that I write with, that I go out Mm -hmm. with and just talk with about life, about music. Um, just really anything that it's taken me a little while to get there, but now that I have them, like I know what I've got and I'm blessed to have them. So it's really, you know, just don't jump into anything too quickly. Always, you know, be sure of who you are, be sure of the situations you're getting into (laughs) and, you know, surround yourself with good people. Exactly. I love that. So as we get come down to this last question, I always ask everybody, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Huh. Hmm. Wish you would ask, but they never do. Um, hmm. Well, y'all have asked like some like stuff I've never been asked before. So now I'm like, trying well, to think. Well, we lo- see there's a reason for that. This one question's helped us do that. Like, like about 70 or 80 episodes back, we, we interviewed a girl named Francelle. And mm-hmm. when I asked her that, this question, she was like, I just wish people would ask what's quirky about me. And right. we, Cindy and I <laughs> love that one so much that, that that's been in every episode since. <laughs> right. Well, it's a good one because, I, like I said, I was like, I've never been asked that. I don't even know. <laughs> I really think hard about that one. And we've had the best answers shaped to that one, though. (laughs) Right? We've had some some funny answers, too. And, you know, people would have to go back and listen to some of the past ones, and they would be like, wow. (laughs) Right? Man, okay, what what do I wish you all would ask? Does it have to be, like, about music or just, like? About anything. Because, as you see, our show is really about everything, you know, because, again, the whole goal of the show is be up close and personal. Mhm. Let's see. I guess. Um, see, we've done our job, but it's hard. Mhm. Right. I know. I didn't think I was gonna have to work this hard. What is this? <laughs> I guess. Like. <laughs> um. Man. Hmm. Because you, you know already asked, like, what would you do? You, what? Yep. And you know what? what I, a part? lot of times, when somebody will ask a question or tell us a question. And a lot of times it's a question that I had on the sheet, but I didn't ask. Because, again, with 60, trying to keep it in 60 minutes, sometimes without, sometimes as we're going through, depending on how the conversation is going, I'm like, okay, I, can, uh, I won't ask that one 
unless I got more time at the end or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Leave it to me to be like, man, I don't know. Let me think. <laughs> hmm, something, maybe like a question that's like not about music. Like, do y'all ever ask anyone, like, if you could have like one like superpower, what would it be? Or like, because like, Cause if I could have a superpower. And I think the reason I don't ask that one, is because I've heard that question asked on every so- show See, I've ever heard. See, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's why I thought of that, it. That, Man, that, okay. that, that's that's why we see. don't, you know, the go of our show is ask a few questions that you hear out there and and some, and some a lot of questions you don't hear. What about Which that's, that, How Now, about... that's a cool question. Don't get me wrong. The superpower is a great question, you know, <laughs> and you probably get some My... crazy answers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have What about, like, if you could pick any actress or actor to play you in like a movie about like you, who would it be? Oh, I like that one. Now that's a pretty cool one. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I do like that. Maybe one too. See, that would that would be we're interesting. Getting, I'm getting there. See, so, I'm thinking of some other so, stuff. Yeah. So, so what? So <laughs> what would you pick? Cool. So who would you pick? Who would I pick to play me? Hmm, yeah. You know, I really love like Rachel McAdams. She's always mm-hmm. been like one of my favorite actresses, and I feel like she's so diverse oh, yeah. in her roles. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I think <laughs> she'd be cool to have play as me. <laughs> That's cool. I love that. So as we come to a close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Absolutely, um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Taylor Hughes Music. Um, I'm also on Twitter now at Tay Hughes underscore music. Um, I'm actually in the middle of getting some new logos done, new branding, and we're building a brand new website right now. So um, once that's done, it'll be taylorhughesmusic.com. So super simple. Um, But right now, Facebook and Instagram are your best ways to um, stay up to date with where I'm playing, um, if I'm doing live streams, if I'm releasing music, which um, I am getting ready to release um, some more music. I'm going to be in the studio at the end of this month um, recording oh, wow. another single, but I also have two other singles that are ready to go. I just haven't picked the release dates yet, but I do have more music coming. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you all want to go give me a follow, give me a like on Instagram and Facebook, it would be greatly appreciated. And, you know, I love when people reach out to me and tell, like suggest venues that I should come play at and stuff because I'm definitely trying to – get out of the Kentucky and Tennessee area and explore new cities and new states and stuff. So. Yeah, that is awesome. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today, and we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Oh, my gosh. Thank you all so much. This has probably been, like, one of my absolute favorite interviews. So I'm so glad we could oh, record today. We love hearing we that. We love to oh, hear that. Thanks so much. <laughs> and, and you have a great day. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye-bye.